Hello, word nerds, and welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Hello, how are you? What's going on? My name is Spencer, and I'm going to talk to you now about some words in the dictionary. First word for this episode is amanitin, A-M-A-N-I-T-I-N. I think it can also be pronounced amanitin. This is a noun from 1836, a highly toxic peptide that is produced by the death cap and that selectivity inhibits mammalian RNA polymerase. Apologies if you did not understand what that meant, because I didn't either. Next we have amantadine, A-M-A-N-T-A-D-I-N-E. This is a noun from 1964, a drug used especially as the hydrochloride C10H17NHCl to prevent infection as by an influenza virus by interfering with virus penetration into host cells. Next is amanuensis, A-M-A-N-U-E-N-S-I-S, amanuensis. This is a noun from 1619, one employed to write from dictation or to copy manuscript. The etymology says this is Latin from the phrase servus amanu, which means slave with secretarial duties. So this is probably a fairly old word that uh, we don't really use anymore. Uh, but I guess if somebody's taking dictation or copying a manuscript, they could be called an amanuensis. That is a funky word. Next, we have amaranth, A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H. This is a noun from 1661 any of a large genus of coarse annual herbs, including forms cultivated as food, crops, and various pigweeds. The large genus says uh, amaranthus of the family amaranthaceae. 2. A flower that never fades. 3. A red azo dye. Azo is A-Z-O. The etymology says this is from the Latin amaranthus, which is a flower, and that's from the Greek amaranton, which is the neutral of amarantos, which means unfading. And that is from maranine, which means to waste away. So I think by putting the A in front of maranine, uh, it becomes the opposite of waste away, meaning unfading. Next, we have amaranthin or amaranthine. A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H-I-N-E. This is an adjective from 1667, 1A, of or relating to an amaranth. 1B, we have the synonym undying, U-N-D-Y-I-N-G. 2, of the color amaranth. And if we look back at the previous word, we can see that that is a red azo dye. Next, we have amaretto, A-M-A-R-E-T-T-O. This is a noun from 1873. One, we have the form amaretti, which is plural, macaroons made with bitter almonds. Two is often capitalized, an almond-flavored liqueur, which I quite like. Sometimes I'll get an amaretto stone sour when I need a drink and I'm not at home. 
Not too often, though. Just every once in a while. It's sweet, and I like sweet stuff, so it's a good one for me. This is an Italian word. It's from the word amaro, which means bitter, and that's about it. I don't ever... I never really thought it was bitter. I guess technically they're bitter almonds, but um, maybe that's a different kind of almond than the kind that you just eat by the handful uh, or use in food or milk or whatever. Uh, So maybe those are kind of bitter. I'd be curious to try one. Next, we have Amarone, A-M-A-R-O-N-E. This is a noun from 1973 a robust, dry, red Italian wine with a high alcohol content. This is also Italian, and it literally means tart, very dry. Next, we have amaryllis, A-M-A-R-Y-L-L-I-S. This is a noun from 1754, an autumn-flowering South African bulbous herb widely grown for its large, deep red to whitish, umbilate flowers. Also, a plant of any of several related genera. The etymology says this is New Latin. It's from the uh, genus name Amaryllidaceae or Amaryllidaceae. Uh, it's probably from the Latin name of a shepherdess in Virgil's Eclogues. Oh, I'm sure I said that wrong. E C L O G U E S. Next, we have the word amass. A M A S S. This is a verb from the 15th century. Transitive definitions are, one, to collect for oneself. Synonym is accumulate, as in amass a great fortune. Two, to collect into a mass. Synonym is gather, as in must select rather than simply amass details. Intransitive definition, to come together. Synonym is assemble. Amasser is a noun, and amassment is also a noun. But no, it doesn't taste like a mint leaf. It's M-E-N-T. The etymology says this is from the Latin masser, M-A-S-S-E-R, to gather into a mass. Next and last word for this episode is amateur, A-M-A-T-E-U-R. It's kind of a long one. So here we go. This is a noun from 1777. One, synonyms are devotee or devotee and admirer. Two, one who engages in a pursuit, study, science, or sport as a pastime rather than as a profession. Three, one lacking in experience and competence in an art or science. Amateur can also be an adjective. Amateurish is an adjective, amateurishly is an adverb, and amateurishness is not only a noun, but it's also a hard word to say, and amateurism is a noun. Uh, This is when it gets long. We have some synonym information. Amateur, dilettante, dabbler, tyro. I've never heard of tyro. Those mean a person who follows a pursuit without attaining proficiency or professional status. Amateur often applies to one practicing an art without mastery of its essentials, as in a painting obviously done by an amateur. In sports, it may also suggest not so much lack of skill, but avoidance of direct remuneration, as in 
remained an amateur despite lucrative offers. Dilettante, D-I-L-E-T-T-A-N-T-E, may apply to the lover of an art rather than its skilled practitioner, but usually implies elegant trifling in the arts and an absence of serious commitment, as in, had no patience for dilettantes. Dabbler suggests desultory habits of work and lack of persistence, as in, a dabbler who started novels but never finished them. Tyro, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, implies inexperience often combined with audacity with resulting crudeness or blundering, as in, shows talent but is still a mere tyro. And you'll have to wait about 20 or so years to hear that word. And that will end this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.